queremos. The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. I don't know why I did that. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and age-old problems. Age-old. Age-old problems, yes. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a roundup of all the news that happened since the last show, which admittedly was a little far back there in the rearview mirror. We're yeah. sorry about that last uh, week. Hold uh, on a second. Are we recording? Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. tried to record last week. Yeah, yeah. We had some <laughs> major technical, technical difficulties. Major technical difficulties. But uh, but but we're here now. Yes, we um, are. So we've got some news, and I also have a hopefully helpful hint about the risk of using browser extensions. The risk, ooh, they could be handy, they could be helpful, but they could also be hellish. They could be dangerous. Yes, uh, but uh, but first, before we get to the news, I understand you have been to the cinema recently. I have. I have been to the and cinema. and pray tell sir, what did you see? Ferdinand the Bull. No, 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 I'm sorry. I saw Star Wars. I saw yes. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. And was the it The Last Jedi. So, so you saw The Last Jedi. You know who it is. I know who it is. And uh, I, I saw the movie uh, myself twice in 24 hours. As okay, there's going to be spoilers does. here, folks. Yes, okay. So anyone who has not seen it or doesn't care, maybe you want to- Skip ahead like yeah, five minutes or yeah, so? Yeah, get your scrubber bar. Uh, yeah, that's just, it. just bleep over, you know, do right. a little time warp. I'd say do a little time warp. Let's All right. do the time warp again. All right, so we're we safe in the spoiler room here? Yep, we're in the spoiler room. All right. So what'd you think? I I had a process like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I had to process. It was a good movie. It was a really good movie. I, I, it wasn't my Star Wars type of movie. Yes. It was a Star Wars movie that wasn't meant for me. I talked about this on About Men Radio uh-huh. uh, this week. So, you know, if you want to really get into in depth about what I thought about the movie, listen to that. And br- remember, we cuss on that show. So just. Yeah. Know, yeah. Just, there's no clean tag there. There's no clean tag there. It just dawned on me that. This is the movie. This was the definitive movie where it was passing the torch to the next generation. I felt the same way. It was, this is it. This is not our, this is not our Star Wars anymore. Yeah. This is now a different world. Now, you know, BB-8, he's the, he's the, he's the droid of choice. Yes. Right? uh, R2 got one beep. Maybe yeah. two beeps in the whole movie. Yeah, he's right? probably getting a little rusty, you know. In his... Chewbacca didn't preen once. Yeah. There was no Chewbacca preening. Yeah, there was some, some porg action. There was uh, some porg him. action. That yes. sounds really naughty. Yes. But, you know. Porgography. And you right. know what? I did not like the porg as much as I thought I would. Really? I didn't. I was fond of them. I mean, they used them... They kind of popped up. The, the porgs are the, the little seabirds, yeah, which were actually seabirds. based on the puffins yes. in Skellig Michael, the island in Ireland that they, they yeah. filmed the, the Jedi Temple stuff at. Right. They were cute. I think they kind of had to throw them in there every once in a while for the kids. They were not nearly as slathered through the movie as, say, Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. And they had they and they kind of spread it around with with other creatures, the crystal foxes. The, I like the crystal foxes. the dinosaur nuns. Yeah, caretakers. Those, the caretakers really annoyed me. You probably have flashbacks to Catholic school. Well, <laughs> that that too, but also the fact that it it kind of totally eliminates the whole idea that here's Luke alone suffering in silence. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. He has a whole bunch of slaves that are taking care of the island for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the, the dinosaur nuns would, would take care yes. of stuff. Yes. I mean, it was like, what? Yes. And the thing that got me, two things that really got okay, me. Okay. The things that got you. When they smashed the Kylo helmet, that really annoyed me. I mean, I know my son is going to be really upset when he sees that. Yeah. Because he's a huge Yeah, Darth so Vader he didn't care about it, Kylo's personal journey. It was uh, about the helmet. Yes. Yeah, it was about the helmet. He didn't yeah. care about his journey. And- the flippant way they treated 
the lightsaber. Oh you know, yeah, he they, just flipped it over the. the yeah, the, the, I'm talking uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, just yeah, flips in, the, it over. in the the early part. And yeah. they trashed the hell out of the the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It was like what what is going on here? And I don't care. They did not really bring it back. You know, they was like you know the Jedi. So billions of people died mm-hmm. for this religion, and it was like eh, you know. Yeah, well, and, and the well, and creepy Yoda comes out. Of the end. <laughs> Yeah, Yoda did get a book joke, which I loved, and there was a Brazil reference in the movie uh, for those who were fans of the Terry Gilliam movie. Well, I I did not totally write off the demise of the—I mean, maybe this is the Jedi as we know it. I don't know if you caught it, but when she opened the drawer in the Millennium Falcon, she had all those books in the drawer. So she took off with the Jedi Library. Yeah, she did. So it's not completely gone. I right. think they're set, planting some seeds because they showed it, I think, twice. I think they're planting some seeds for something. I don't know if this is going to be— she does like the 2.0 version of it. The thing that reminded me that the way they set up the Star Wars, and again, you know, hopefully everyone who's listening now has seen it. But, the, but we have the spoiler alert. Yeah, but the the sort of, oh, you know, she she's not a, a, you know, her parents are just nobody or whatever. I don't buy that. Yeah, that could either be a red herring. Part of me like the populist message is like, well, you don't have to be of royal lineage to be special. You can find these things, you know, everyone's got the power. And they echoed that in the end with the little kid who did the force move to pick up his broom. Right. There's lots of force-sensitive people out there. Yeah, well, that kid is the last Jedi. Yes. So, yeah, so, so and you maybe, you know, we just keep having last Jedi yeah. uh, all over. But I don't know how many seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer you watch, but in season seven, when you know, Buffy's always been the chosen one, yeah. and then she kind of decided to share her power, and all of these potentials were also training to be slayers, and it was all about don't wait around for a hero. You rise up to that, and you be the hero, and you take it into your own hands right, because, right. you know, you got to do it, especially well, in it makes times sense, like these. Considering they decimated the entire yes. rebellion. Yes. So, so it made me think of that, like it was a message, like don't wait around for somebody else to do it. Take it. You know, you are the hero. You know, step it up. There are a lot of life lessons in Buffy. Yeah, really are a lot of life lessons. Yeah, and I'm not saying that jokingly. Yeah, it was it was a very yeah, and it's 20 years on from Buffy, so That's the, right. I, I still get misty. But so I sort of took that from the way they handled that in the Jedi. I, I mean, visually, that. it was an amazing movie. I want to go oh, back yeah. and watch a ton of Kurosawa, 12 o'clock high. Yeah. There are so many visual references that Ryan Johnson talked about before he filmed it that I oh I think I kind of need to watch that again just to see. And then the way you know people complain oh he didn't have a plot, had no structure. Well, you had to kind of work for it. It was not a very – like Star Wars movies were always known to have very traditional set pieces. There was a space battle, the lightsaber battle, and you hit all of these dots and you connect them. And what I think he was doing was like, well, I'm going to give you the Star Wars movie you're not expecting. Right. I'm going to keep some familiar elements. There were lightsabers in it, maybe not the way you expected to see them, but I'm going to do this remix and all of this is going to be in the service of propelling the story up to the next level. Of we're course. not just going to keep watching the same yes. movie. Which, as you remember, The Force Awakens got hit for that for pretty much following beat by beat the original uh, New Hope. But they had to. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think that was necessary. It was – the first movie was all about fan service. This is about moving the story forward. Exactly what The Empire Strikes Back did. This movie has to live up, not to Star Wars, but to Empire Strikes Back. If that movie was not as successful as it was, we wouldn't be here talking about it. That's true. Star Wars was not – the movie that made this a phenomenon. It yeah. was Empire Strikes Back. And that's the burden that this movie has to live up to. Not Star Wars, but Empire Strikes Back. Deepen the storyline, move it forward. Yeah, the middle one in a trilogy is always the hardest. It's the hardest and the most important one. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, 
it did it. Mm-hmm. This is an excellent movie. It's not my Star Wars type of movie, though. Yes. This is Star Wars for a new generation. This is not about me anymore. In fact, I joked on about Men Radio about how I need to be prepared to give it up now. Mm-hmm. This, I, you know, I am ceding my fandom to Star Wars, to the next generation, because I cannot keep trashing Star Wars because it's not what I want. Yeah. It's, it's, not, a, it's not about me. It's yeah. about my kids now. Yeah, it's it, what they want. It's carrying it on. And the movie also got a lot of flack because it was very heavily populated with women and people of color who got very heroic roles. If you recall from the original Star I, Wars. I, exactly. Not so much. Uh, I thought that was great. I mean, the yeah. women in this movie. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher's last movie. Can Laura we just talk about Dern? that? Yes. I was stunned by how much I cared about that character in such a brief amount of time. Yeah, and, like, and it was really well done. The one quibble I have about characterization, though, is what they did with two characters, what they did with Captain Phasma and what they did with uh, General Hux. They made General Hux a clown, which really bothered me. I understand from a story point of view, they had to make Kylo Ren seem more ominous, seem more powerful, but yeah. making him a clown just doesn't make sense considering the amount of power he had in The yeah. Force Awakens. That part annoyed me, but you know what? We're yeah. just geeking out. Well, and that part reminded me too, because I guess they were doing it for comic relief. It also kind of reminded me how in the 40s, how cartoons characterized Gehring. Yes, uh, the absolutely. Nazi, you know, this absolutely. kind of like bloated, blowhard. Yeah. It seemed to me like maybe that's what they were going for. And Captain Phasma... Barely a moment of screen time. Apparently, she had a much longer scene that got cut, really? and maybe that's going to show up in the the, the Blu-ray and the DVD package. She she does a lot of acting with her eyeballs. That one that one part you could yes, see was exactly. very. Uh, I hope she gets nominated for for best body part on <laughs> uh, screen. But uh, yes, yeah, so, so much to talk about. We could probably do a whole show just talking we about should, we the should movie. Do a, maybe after the new year, we'll do a, a Star Wars bonus episode. Yeah, once people have seen it, and and, and we'll do it as a as a bonus, and that's yeah. not something we're going to do as a show. It'll be you know, it'll be non-canon. I like that. Yeah, but we'll do that. But but in the meantime, maybe, maybe we should reel ourselves back to reality uh, do and really do a little to? news. Do we really have to? Because I always get this. You, you realize I get nervous. Yeah. You know, I, I really get a little anxious. You know, it's, it's not a big big week for drone attacks or drone attacks, I mean, no we'll, robot attacks. Uh, not not of the uh, cinematic variety. Not of the cinematic variety. Um, the, 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 this is what scares me. Yeah, the, but but we'll we'll just you know put on our lightsabers and go to it here. Yeah. Okay. And they never went to Jakku. Yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't go back, go back there, to Jakku. That sounds like a song, right? It does, you know. Going back to Jakku. Yes. You got to have banjo and something Yeah, like here that. on Country Radio. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. I'm, I'm prepped. I'm ready. All right, on with the news. Now, could Apple be headed for a great interface merge? Uh, Bloomberg reports that the company is moving towards a unified operating system across its mobile and desktop hardware. Synergy. Yes, uh, meaning that apps uh, could work the same across iPads, iPhones, and Mac computers. Instead of designing for at least two platforms, if not three, if you had super funky bonus iPad stuff in there, <laughs> software developers would be able to create a single application that works on both touchscreens and your old-fashioned point-and-click interfaces. Wow. Apple, of course, has declined to comment, but insiders think that this uh, particular shift will begin next year as the cycle of iOS and Mac OS updates kicks into gear. You know how they start dropping mm-hmm. little hints and yes, betas do. and things before yep. we lead up to Worldwide Developers Conference in June. And all the blogs go nuts. Yes. So so we'll see uh, Apple again not saying anything. It's been pretty clear visually that they're sort of trying to weave yeah. these things together. No with question about it. The iOS things that have turned up on the Mac. But yep. we'll see just how close they can get them. 
That's not the only bit of Apple news this week. Uh, battery, com- battery. Yes, yes, the battery. I knew you were oh, you were going to be circling this one like a hawk. So ticked off. Yes, the company finally did fess up to the fact that yes, it does slow down new versions of its iOS software installed on older iPhone models. This has been all over the news this week. However, the fruit-themed toy maker of Cupertino says this is not a mercenary move to get you to go buy a new iPhone out of uh-huh. frustration. But a merciful decision, so uh, it doesn't want its zippy new operating system to completely drain the aging batteries on old phones. I don't know how, if you believe that or not. I can't say the word that I want to say. Because heretofore mentioned clean tag. But there are bulls involved. Yes. And there's waste products involved. Yes. Bull byproducts. Yes. Bull byproduct. <laughs> yes. Bull byproduct. All right. So so you're not buying the, oh, we wanted to save your battery and didn't want it to die in the middle of your phone call. No, that's just nonsense. Yeah. I personally think they got busted. Yeah. Well, I guess this all started on a Reddit thread. Yep. Many things do. BuzzFeed picked it up, I think. Yeah. Because the, the speed throttling, uh, I guess, allegedly depends on the aging condition of the phone's battery, uh, which why some people complained of slower phones than others. Maybe their batteries were in better condition. And I think Apple Insider, all the Apple blogs picked this up, said a lengthy Reddit thread that was started on December the 10th with several satellite threads, uh, as they always do, yeah. spun off from the original. And all of them had users claiming higher benchmark results after they had replaced the batteries in their phones. If they had noticed the phones had slowed down on right. a, a newer operating system, replace the batteries said that things got better. So this is all anecdotal evidence. But I think they were benchmarking and kind of looking into it. And many users did confirm their devices felt faster after that battery replacement. So whether or not you believe Apple's excuse, I think maybe it's probably, as with many things in life, a mix of multiple factors. It is a mix of multiple factors, but I should have the opportunity. If it's my device, I should make the decision as to whether or not I want to deal with the possible ramifications or the slow or the peak craziness. Or yeah, yeah, just have a throttle button. Like, oh, my battery's old. I'm just gonna like you know. Keep it in first gear here, and I'll, I'll put up a slower performance. I mean, performance. you have that battery extender thing, that, you know, power. Yeah, that yeah the low power low mode, power yeah. Option. Uh, you know, why not? I, I just think this is nonsense. I think this is really, really gaming the system. There. Yeah. So. And, you know, maybe they're, they oh, you know, if we can't get them to buy a new iPhone, we can get them to get our special battery replacement service for $79. Uh, although third-party shops do uh, perform these services uh, for less money, as I have found in my travels. And, uh, yeah, and I'm actually, I put in a call this morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's the curse of the sealed battery, too, back in the day when you could just pop it out of the back of your yep. Samsung or whatever. and Don't make me cry on the show. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, let's let's move on. That's not the only place we've got age discrimination in the tech world this week. Uh, the New York Times and ProPublica investigative journalism site uh, report that Facebook has helped companies like Amazon, Verizon, Goldman Sachs, and Target place recruitment ads limited to particular age groups, as well as using Facebook's targeting abilities to recruit its own employees from certain age groups. I'm going to uh, guess here that all of those age groups do not contain people of a certain age. <laughs> Um, I think they're skewing younger, probably. 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 Uh, hey, keep skewing younger. There is something to be said about institutional knowledge. But just saying. Just saying. But at least one labor lawyer said that this practice was blatantly unlawful, citing Age Discrimination and Employment Act of 1967. 67 was a big year for legislation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that act prohibits bias in the hiring process uh, against anyone who's uh, older than 40 years of age. 
Um, it's also possible that what Facebook was doing puts them in violation of state and local laws uh, against age discrimination in employment. So you've got your federal and your state and local. Wow. Facebook responded with a statement admitting, uh, quote, serious failures on our part, end quote. Oh, wow. Uh, Another its, statement like yes, that. Wow. Yes. Saying its advertising systems uh, and recruitment efforts maybe had failed here, but they were designed to reach all ages and all backwards. Designed to, whether or not they actually did. Uh, Another story. Not our problem, basically. Yeah, yeah. According to the MIT and ProPublica, Facebook also argues that the Communication Decency Act, Sections 230, the same law which prohibits websites from being held liable for content posted by their users, applies to the job postings here. Oh, really? So now we're back to Facebook saying, no, yeah, we're not a content creator, yeah, we're just a hosting platform. yeah. Legal experts told the site while it's clear the law protects Facebook from lawsuits over the contents of ads, it's less clear whether it protects Facebook and its elaborate ad targeting programs, yeah. which which are not just static ads. These no, are more not. dynamic adventures. Yes, they are. So, yeah, not, not a good week for, for elderly phones or people over 40 well, here. Well, good thing we're millennials, so we don't have to worry about it. I know. It. Just target us. Yeah, yeah. Here, Snapchat me uh, with right. your, yeah. your thing. What yeah. is that, Snapchat? What is that thing, snapping? It's, yeah, it's, it's the, yeah. Just go snappy me. Yeah, Snapping yeah, me. with the yellow thing, yeah, yeah okay. And then go listen to the hippity-hop music. Yeah, you know. That's it. It's, it's good to be on. <laughs> uh, now, on a security-related note, uh, Twitter has added support for app-based two-factor authentication, So, wow. uh, which means you can use your Authy or your Google Authenticator or whatever authentication app you prefer to use to get the codes to keep your account more secure if you nice. don't want Twitter just blasting you out with an SMS, which people have found uh, is not the most secure thing. It is not the most secure thing. Yes. Google and Amazon, they are having a video-related spat with Glamazon. The, yes, uh, they they are not having each other. The big G recently announced it was going to cut access to its YouTube service on Amazon's Fire TV and Echo Show. Uh, you know, it's the one with the screen yeah. uh, devices. Starting on January first, twenty eighteen, which wow. is in like two weeks. That's like tomorrow. Yeah, they they uh, made this announcement. Amazon's rumored YouTube competitor probably had something to do mm-hmm. with Google's decision here. Just a touch. But in something of a counterpunch, though, Amazon announced this week that all Amazon Fire TV and Fire TV Stick users will be able to browse the web on their TV using Firefox or Amazon's Silk browser that they got on their Kindles and wow. other devices. So, yeah, so it's kind of like web TV is back here. And, uh, you know, you can get to a lot of video on the web. Uh, You you don't necessarily need a YouTube app to do that. So so Google says, no, you can't have it. Amazon's, yeah, we're going to go this way. And and people can do what they want. Surfing on the big screen. Yeah. So so that's what's going on with them. Now, um, as expected, on uh, December the 14th, the Federal Communications Commission's overturned the 2015 Open Internet Order also known as the net neutrality rules, which required Internet service providers to treat all websites equally and ban them from blocking, slowing down, or speeding up access uh, to certain content. We knew this was coming. Landed like a big cartoon anvil. Uh, net neutrality and Internet freedom groups are not Bastages. happy. Yes, they are, they are planning uh, their next moves here. The vote took place uh, and fell predictably along uh, party lines, oh, three to two. Of course. Of course. Pretty much everything all these days, uh, including the tax bill, party lines. It's nice to see putting the country before uh, party. Yes, yes. Now, while uh, some argue that the change increases competition for customers among ISPs, and oh, this ISP is doing that, and I've got this choice, mm-hmm. and all of this is a good thing uh, because we, we have these rules that aren't prohibiting us ostensibly, anymore. Ostensibly, yes. Yes, ostensibly. Others note that in many areas of the country, there's not that much competition between ISPs to begin with. Yes. You have one provider. Exactly. So they can jack up the prices and create service tiers uh, and all of that other stuff uh, without fear of customer blowback or regulation now. Willy-nilly. Yeah, so so this is where it's at now. Um, I love, you got to picture this. JD's sitting here 
almost breaking a pencil in yes. half while she's reading this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Willie Nilly. Willie Nilly. Yes, but but things are stirring though in the yes. Department of Blowback. Yes. Um, both the New York State Attorney General, uh, Mr. Eric Schneiderman, and the Washington State Attorney General, Bob Ferguson, have announced lawsuits against the FCC over this particular ruling. Schneiderman, Ferguson, and a few other attorneys general had previously criticized FCC Chairman Pai's decision to proceed with the net neutrality vote because there had been all this discrepancy over the legitimacy of the public opinions filed right, during the right, comment right, right, right. period. And I guess they found a lot of uh, fraudulent ones, uh, really? maybe to the tune of a couple million. Yikes. So the attorney generals said that, well, because all of these things were fake and we don't know what the public really thinks, we should delay this vote and sort through this. The FCC said, no, we're going to vote anyway. So Schneiderman is, is filing the lawsuit here. And he also made a statement the day of the decision, said the FCC just gave Big Telecom an early Christmas present by giving Internet service providers yet another way to put corporate profits over consumers, end quote. Yep, they sure did. Yes. Uh, now, as Bloomberg notes, uh, rescinding the Obama administration's net neutrality guidelines doesn't scrap relevant regulation altogether. The Federal Trade Commission is still charged with policing anti-competitive behavior they do have a case every once in a while that makes a difference, so we'll watch that. And consumers may well push back against the kind of internet segmentation that net neutrality advocates fear, which I don't know if this will let the ISPs uh, carry on much as before. Like if they try to pull something, people will rise up. Comcast has said that it's committed to net neutrality. I don't know how strongly they were pushing back against the rules the first time when they, they invoked them in 2015. I seem to remember Comcast and Verizon were not happy about it. They were not. So I don't know if their mood has changed and, and maybe they're accepting of it now. I uh, No, I don't think so. Yes. So, so uh, but basically, you know, where, where the change uh, proves to be good or bad, we don't know yet. We just have to wait and see and wait for all the lawsuits to settle. But the thing is there are millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people out there. Who are against this? Yes. 80%, I think, of the poll exactly. people. Yes. Exactly. That is what has got to be a concern for these companies. Do what you will. Play your games. Get your guys in there to, you know, monkey the system up and, you know, whatever. But it's me with my money and millions of other people who are going to ultimately decide how this is going to play out. So yeah. I'm hoping that they're getting the message from the blowback. Let us hope. Uh, and, and not... All big corporations were simpatico in this. Netflix Absolutely was one company not. upset by the decision. <laughs> rightly so. Yeah. Netflix voiced its feelings in a series of tweets uh, the week of the decision, uh, including one of them, quote, This is the beginning of a longer legal battle. Netflix stands with innovators, large and small, to oppose this misguided FCC order. That was one of uh, yeah. their many posts on it. Netflix so, is going to get hurt. Developers who are just putting together, you know, apps and yeah, services, startups, they're going to get hurt. Yeah, they're going to get lost in the shuffle. Oh, they are certainly going to get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, it's yeah. going to be interesting. So, the fight is on. Yes. Moving on, social media giants continue to look back on their accounting books to see how many ads were purchased by Russia-linked firms uh, around the time of major elections or, say, national referendums. Right. Uh, seems the Brexit vote, though, didn't have as much of a draw as other events. After a request from a U.K. parliamentary committee that's investigating fake news, yeah. Twitter revealed accounts backed by Russian groups uh, spent around $1,000 to buy six Brexit-related Twitter ads during last year's European referendum vote, and that was it. So compared to... The amount of money that was uh, said to have been spent on the U.S. election, um, maybe they didn't care so much. Ooh. As for other bad behavior on the Internet, three men here in the United States, including a former student at Rutgers University in uh, your New Jersey over there, mm -hmm. pleaded guilty in federal court to computer crimes related to the creation, sale, and use of the Mirai botnet. 
Wow. Yes, uh, for those who get this one confused with other massive botnets, the Mirai one used a network of infected webcams, DVRs, and other electronics equipment and bound them all together to knock major websites offline in October 2016. Yes, I remember. Yeah, it was, it was a dark day uh, then dark for people. Day. I remember it well. So, so these guys have fessed up, pleaded guilty, um, and one of the things that came out of all of this uh, investigation, the botnet wasn't originally created as a global cyber weapon. It was three guys uh, trying to blow away competing Minecraft servers. <laughs> Gosh. Now, uh, moving on to Microsoft, which isn't moving that far because Microsoft owns Minecraft, but artificial intelligence will soon be seeping into many of the company's products, including Microsoft Office and the Bing browser. Bing! Yes, this is not the Microsoft drones or anything. For Office 365, a new feature called Insights will use pattern recognition and other data tools to automatically recognize trends in Excel. While Word users will get a machine learning-powered utility called Acronyms that helps employees learn and understand the corporate lingo around their own offices. Part of me thought, well, how hard is it? But I guess a lot of the financial firms and ones that have like a really uh, invested corporate culture have all these acronyms and inside lingo that they use that newcomers don't really get hip to for right. a long time. And so this is supposed to help them learn learn what their coworkers are talking about. Nice. And for Outlook users who have business trips on their schedules, the new Office 365 artificial intelligence powers will provide traffic and transit information saying, hey, you got a meeting across town. Time to leave. Oh, by the way, the street is blocked. Go this way. <laughs> I can, I can see you just want to sign up for and have a meeting in Outlook so you can see where uh, it's going to tell you to go. I'll just stick to WINS, yes. W-I-N-S in the morning, yeah. okay? 10 WINS Radio. Yeah, you give us the world. Yes. They give us the world. In 22 minutes, too. That's right. Uh, Microsoft also announced an update to the Bing browser that uh, brings in a partnership with the Reddit site uh, and new AI-powered features. Now, this Reddit deal may explain why the site has been trying to clean itself up lately by booting hate groups because yeah. they had some corporate love happening yes, here. Yes, 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 indeed. But what's supposed to happen here is Bing search results are going to pull in Reddit crowdsourced information like Ask Me Anythings, localized info, other things that Reddit, you know, when Reddit will go off on a tear like with that, that phone thing. So so they're going to bring in, I guess, a sanitized batch of Reddit results here into your Bing results. <laughs> they're going um, to have a team of people yeah, working on that. Yeah, whitewashing that. Ooh. And uh, it's supposed to uh, make everything more conversational, though, really? for your Bing queries. Nice. So, so, so we'll see. Reddit. Yeah. It's like Reddit, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's getting there. Like it's that. getting there. You know, uh, now, just as Apple is sort of not really giving love to its older phones, uh, there's good news for those with older Android phones who are feeling left out of Google's new software. Okay. The company plans to make the Google Assistant uh, available to older devices, including phones running Android 5.0 Lollipop and tablets running Android 7 Nougat and 6.0 Marshmallow. Oh, wow. So this is going back a couple of years that here. Is. Fragmentation has been a problem on the Android platform because a lot of people don't upgrade or their devices can't go any farther. That's right. According to Google, more than 26% of all Android devices still run some version of Lollipop and uh, just over 30% run Marshmallow. Jeez. So uh, those updates are rolling out now uh, or soon. So Ooh. you can get the, the fancy Google Assistant there on your, your older phone. Right. Back to Facebook uh, for a moment. It announced this week it was taking action against those annoying posts that urge you to like, uh, click, or share them so all your friends can see, and then they get spam themselves. Like, yeah, yeah. hey, you're a Taurus. Click like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the social network says it's tweaking its newsfeed algorithm to shove those engagement bait posts farther down the timeline and out of view. And uh, so that's one thing they're doing. They're also, I guess, have fallen out of love with running video from major media and publishers. 
I know a few large organizations that had deals to have Facebook Live video yeah. on their corporate pages. Yes, absolutely. Several companies formerly paid by Facebook to provide on-demand and live videos said that their deals are expiring at the end of the year and the social network is not renewing them. I guess everyone's, you know, we pivoted to video, now we're pivoting someplace else. Well, you know, it's it's a good thing that major news organizations didn't pin all their hopes on Facebook. So it's, uh, that's Yeah, nice. they, you know, that's eggs nice. in the basket. Of and, course. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> funny how things work out. And finally. And finally. In a tale from the bizarro world Aesop's fables, the mouse has captured the fox, or rather Disney finally announced a couple of weeks ago it was buying the movie and TV divisions of 21st Century Fox Studios. This is a slightly older story, but mm-hmm. we have been away for a while. Yes. But uh, this brings a whole lot of content into play for the streaming service Disney is supposedly working on. And uh, and also, in addition to having Pixar, Lucasfilm, and most of Marvel, Disney now has all the X-Men characters from the film and TV worlds right. uh, all under one roof. Uh, those licensing deals that the Marvel Universe had let some characters like Deadpool, the X-Men, and the Fantastic Four roam out off the compound. They are now all under uh, the Disney home. banner. Bringing them home. And uh, because Fox owns the rights to the original Star Wars film, uh, some people are hoping that the original unlucased editions of the movies that we saw in theaters might get a retro release. Please let that happen. Yeah, and I know we started with The Last Jedi, and, and we've come back to the original source material right. uh, from 77. Just but let it happen, folks. A lot of people did not like those uh, nope, digital I, I stick-ons, those, those augmented reality stickers I, he put am, in the 97 right, release. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yes. But I'd like to make another plea to Disney. You guys took away one of my favorite comic superhero teams in a fight, basically, out of spite because of 20th Century Fox having the rights to the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. You cancel the comic book. You figure it here. No more. Mm-hmm. We're getting out of the business. The Fantastic Four, greatest superhero team ever. Yep. Okay? I grew up loving this team. Stanley and Jack Kirby. I mean, it really Absolutely. put them on the map. Absolutely. Bring them back. Yeah. Just bring them home. Bring the books back. Just bring well, bring the books back and make a decent Fantastic yes, Four movie. They please. have been kind of dissed in please. the cinema world. Man, Reed Richards in the Avengers would be awesome. Totally. Come on. Just stop with this. Bring them back. Bring the books back. Please. I'm begging you. Yes. Yes, your Star Wars has moved on, but your Fantastic Four needs to come home. That's right. No She-Hulk. No She-Hulk. The original lineup, please. Yes, the original four. Thank you. That were fantastic. Please. Yes. All right. So uh, that's about all the time we have in the news here. If you would like links to all the things we talked about, you can find those at poptechjam.com. Very nice. Up next, we're going to talk about browser extensions. Browsing, browsing, browsing. We still, it, it's still kind of the killer app for the computer it's these days. It's a browsing days. world, yeah. Yeah, you see stops. everything. Everything's sort of through that window uh, right. on your desktop. But I, I was recently doing some research on this okay. for a, a piece of writing I was doing. As for you're another thing. to yes. do, yes. And uh, it was, I was doing this, and then right after I sort of did my research on it, I guess uh, Firefox got some some grief because they put in a commercial browser extension for Mr. Robot, just shoved it into the browser for its users, even people who don't like Mr. Robot, and heard a lot about it from people who did not want 
extra software on their browser to you know, fix their experience. Like, I want to pick my own browser extensions. Yes, I don't want exactly. this one. Exactly. So, so they, uh, they Firefox backed down so they were no longer going to put Mr. Robot there. But a lot of these browser extensions are voluntary. You go to the Chrome extension store, mm-hmm. you go to the Firefox add-ons, and some of them are quite lovely. Originally, they were for saving stories you wanted to read later right. or showing you the weather or the soccer scores or something that just gave your browser extra functionality. Changing words on pages. Yes, that sort of thing. I yes. love that Groot extension. Yes, so, so they originally had good intentions. They were supposed to be little helper programs. As web design and programming got more sophisticated, the browser extensions got more sophisticated, and they had to go deeper into the code of the web page to do the thing that you wanted them to do. That is true. But what they're finding now is in the browsers that have sort of like the apps and permissions level where you're yeah. going to install a browser, and it's like, hey, this browser needs access to your mail or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're finding that a lot of the way these things do is they will go in and say they can read and change all the data on websites you visit or they can wow. do this. And yeah, a lot of this is really deep-level stuff because if you think yeah. about it, well, I bank on websites and is this thing always on and watching? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at some of the ones uh, specifically, ones designed to go out and get you deals. I think Honey, that browser came up. Yeah. Uh, the shopping coupons ones that kind of track your behavior around the website you shop for and then try to give you deals have this this all access pass to your browser and it can be very easy for somebody either to slide into or the thing that opened my eyes when I was researching uh, the safety of browser extensions is that you could get a browser extension that's perfectly fine, nice little developer, does the thing, you never have a problem with it. Maybe he sells that extension to somebody else and all of a sudden this person puts an update out and you're getting ads injected everywhere or it's become borderline malware. And this has actually happened on at least a couple of uh, extensions and a a Chrome developer did a post on it. He said, oh, I sold my Chrome extension and I regret it now and he explained. He didn't know that the people who bought it from him were going to turn it into this sort of Trojan horse for spam and ads. Wow. So you have to be very, very careful when you are deciding what you want to use Always read the permissions, see what it wants to get Absolutely. into, weigh the convenience of using that browser extension against the possible peak at your data or even farther down into mm-hmm. your computer. Just uh, always read that stuff. And when Google has found people who have, have hijacked browser extensions or modified them, they have banned them from the Chrome extension store. Right. But Google's not the only provider, so we all have That's to true. take responsibility for our own safety here. And it's always a good idea to read the company's privacy policy, see what it plans to do or what it can do with all of your data, and just check that before you install extension and know what you're getting into and what you're giving up if you use it. So this is a hopefully helpful hint that's sort of a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Some browser extensions, even though they can go all in, they are perfectly fine. They're just doing their thing, but you can't use that as a a blanket excuse for everybody. How often do you use extensions or add-ons? I've got a couple with the Groot one I love, um, but I only use a lot a few less. Yeah. And well, and then also, if you get too many in there, it makes the browser so unstable. Oh, yes, absolutely. Slow to load, right. wonky. Um, so I've actually pared down a lot of ones so that I used I. to have. So I. So it's uh, it's sort of a just how much do I want to give up on here? Right. So. Exactly. So do you use a lot of extensions? No, uh, definitely not. I've, you I've, have the, the clean, the, you know, you never have to boot in safe mode because your browser's safe from the get-go. <laughs> I use a couple, but just like you said, for convenience, I'm usually it's one to, to, I use one specifically. I actually stopped using it recently to make my uh, web page easier to print. But, you know, I realized that that, to your point, could be easily manipulated or easily targeted. So. Yeah. And a lot of the browsers are building stuff in now. I know a lot of people use the disable autoplay. Right. 
videos. One, I think one of the guys who did that has actually stopped producing that extension because uh, Safari, the new edition of Safari, has tools in there that you can mute or block web pages that have autoplay video. Google is rolling out a version of Chrome now. It's still in beta, but it's a preview version. But one of the next versions of Chrome that's coming out will also give you the power to block autoplay ads to some degree. Love that. Love it. So if they build it into the browser code, then you have much less need to go out and get a third-party extension. No need. Yes. So so, uh, I will have links uh, to a couple of articles on this topic if uh, anyone out there is uh, interested enough to maybe uh, see what's involved here. Sounds good. Um, And those will be on our show page at poptechjam.com. And now we have to go. Yes, we do. We have to thank the bros. Yes, we have to thank the bros. Uh, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it. Yes, and and thank you, listeners. We've kind of like rolled into the end of another year here. Yes, so. we have. And it's been a – well, the last couple of months have been kind of bumpy. But, you know, eventually we'll get into a more regular schedule. You yeah, know? yeah. We've, we've Things had are some – Crazy. Yeah, so. some life events and things. Yeah, but yeah. and uh, and on that note, we are actually off next week uh, yes, we because uh, the the last of the the holidays here. Yeah, but we'll be back in 2018. Yeah. Well, what is it? It's Christmas. Uh, hold on. Hanukkah just finished. Yeah, Hanukkah Christmas just finished. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Then you got your New Year's there. Right, you got the Kwanzaa thing happening too. Yeah, you got Kwanzaa. They got Three Kings Day coming right, up. Three Kings. That's my biggie. Carnival my kicks biggie. off. Then we got oh, Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mardi well, I guess we're gonna ahead of ourselves. Then we got CES. That's yeah. Like a holiday, right? Uh, for the nerds, it is. Yes. So, yeah, so so, th- so there's a lot on our, our festive holiday plates here. Yes, but you know what? Next year, we're coming back. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, I'll be back in 2018. We'll be back around the time CES appears so we can mock the vaporware products that will be announced. Yes. Apparently, that That's my laundry folding robot that has been coming back yeah. since 2015 yeah. is going to be a CES again this year. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, the, the, where you put the clothes in. And yes, that, yeah. Love, love yeah. it. So, so we'll be back then. Everyone have a safe and happy holiday season and a bright and festive new year. Yes, indeed. Happy, 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 merry. Yes, and we'll see you in 2018.